It's Monday, October 3rd, 2022. I'm Jackson Bird. Today, answering the age-old question, can you eat Crocs? Plus, why is it adults still get stress dreams about school even years after they leave? And a chance to stay at the Sanderson Sisters' cottage for all the diehard Hocus Pocus fans out there. Here's some cool stuff for your ride home. Do you remember two weeks ago, yes, somehow it was merely two weeks ago, when the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued a warning about cooking chicken in NyQuil? A supposed challenge popular on TikTok that it turns out most people had never heard of until the FDA issued that warning. According to BuzzFeed News, the trend dates back to a gross 4chan joke from 2017 that has occasionally popped up on other sites over the years. Some of those other posts were popular enough to garner news coverage in January of this year, but that's also when TikTok set up a warning page that users would see if they attempted to search NyQuil chicken on the platform. So why, nine months later, did the FDA issue a warning out of the blue when they usually don't comment on these trends until they've become a noticeable problem, like a Benadryl challenge in 2020 that resulted in at least one death? No one is quite sure why the FDA spoke up in a move that may have backfired by making the topic trend for days afterwards. Maybe they're trying to be more proactive and haven't quite figured out the best way to do that yet. But there is an even older challenge that the FDA has never issued a warning about. Although, to be fair, I don't believe anyone has ever been harmed from it, and even though some claim it's commonly known, I had never heard of it until the other day. I'm talking about eating Crocs. Not like some delicious grilled crocodile chunks on a stick from a Thai food truck, but rather Crocs the shoes. The chunky, brightly colored foam clogs that for years were the butt of the joke until moving around the circle to ironically cool and then unironically cool. My personal theory for that is, despite Crocs being something that were considered a fashion faux pas for adults and teenagers for the first several years of their existence, even then, there were a lot of parents who would dress their small children in Crocs, which made a lot of sense to me. You know, I've heard they're super comfy, they seem relatively indestructible, they come in fun colors and patterns, they're relatively affordable and roomy enough that you can probably stretch the time a growing kid can wear them for. They also just don't look as ridiculous on a toddler as they do on an adult. But here's what I think happened. All those kids who were put in Crocs by their parents grew up unaware of the jokes surrounding the shoes at first, and even when they were old enough to understand the stigma of the Croc, many of them didn't care because they had grown up knowing the one truth. Crocs are super comfortable and convenient. So then it became one of those sort of owning it situations, with people like Post Malone releasing limited edition Crocs, both with genuine enthusiasm and well aware of the humor in it. And now I think we're just about at a point where Crocs are just, well if not cool in every circle, fairly normal, or at least not despised in the way that they were in the early aughts. 
All of that's to say that among the people who grew up with Crocs, there was apparently an urban legend circulating among the playgrounds and message boards that if you were ever in a desperate situation, say lost in the woods, you could eat your Crocs as a viable source of nutrition, or at least wouldn't die from eating it and it would fill your stomach for a bit. Now, where did this urban legend come from, and is there any truth to it? Mary Frankie Knapp recently investigated for Vice. According to Knapp, the earliest online record comes from a post on the Straight Dope message board back in 2006. The post copy and pasted an email that the original poster allegedly received from a Crocs representative after reaching out to them about the rumor, which by this point in 2006 must have been well established at least within the straight dope realm because everyone in the responses knew exactly what poster Bobo the Optimist was talking about. So first, the Crocs representative shared the company's theory for where this rumor originally began. Allegedly, there was some camp counselor who boiled a croc and then pretended to feed it to the campers, but had actually replaced the shoe with some candy before giving it to the kids. The Crocs rep further wrote, quote, Although Crocs are non-toxic, there is little, if any, nutritional value in the material we use. We highly recommend you do not eat or attempt to eat your Crocs, end quote. Little, if any. So there could be some nutritional value? Here's what Knapp dug up about the shoe's materials, quoting Vice. Around the time of the company's founding, its mystery materials manufacturing rights were purchased from a company called Foam Creations and renamed Crosslight. According to a 2006 patent, Crosslight was partially made out of EVA foam, which is widely accepted as harmless for use in, say, yoga mats, but has been known to contain traces of the carcinogen formamide, so obviously not something to chow down on. But that was another era. As part of the company's efforts to hit net zero by 2030, Crocs changed their Crosslight recipe in 2021. According to a report from the Securities and Exchange Commission, today's Crosslight is made using Dow Chemicals Equilibrium technology, with a new bio-based material that sounds very sustainable and very Tron. In short, newly produced Crosslight is made out of 98% renewable feedstock, a lead and phthalate-free product that's typically made from a plant-based material such as straw, end quote. For an update on the alleged Crocs statement from 2006, Knapp also reached out to Crocs current director of global communications, Melissa Layton, who, in a line that I could just hear the exasperated sigh behind, said, quote, We have a very straightforward stance on this topic. Regardless of the material makeup, for no reason do we recommend eating Crocs shoes. They are for wearing purposes only and or to be personalized with gibbets charms as a form of self-expression. End quote. Gibbets, by the way, are like little plastic pieces you can poke through the holes of your Crocs to decorate them. You can get like flowers, rainbows, your favorite cartoon characters, or a couple of balls to hang off the back like truck nuts. I assume those last ones aren't sanctioned by Crocs corporate, but they do exist. Knapp, really covering her bases here, additionally spoke to a registered dietitian who reminded Knapp that just because something is non-toxic doesn't mean it's actually edible. 
Abby Sharp, the dietitian, said our bodies wouldn't be able to digest and absorb a croc because we lack the specific enzymes to do so. She said, quote, even if your body could digest some pieces of the shoe, there's a negligible amount of nutrition in crosslight. If you're stranded in the woods, you're better off using those crocs as a weapon to catch something you can actually eat. End quote. Sharp added that you'd probably experience all kinds of diarrhea, constipation, and maybe worse blockages if you tried eating a croc. But that's not what we've heard from the people who have actually eaten them. Yes, Knapp spoke to actual humans who actually ate actual crocs. And by humans, I very unsurprisingly mean teenage boys. People who were teenage boys at the time, anyhow. Knapp's former co-worker ate one with his school friends after they all heard the urban legend. He just ate a bite of the clog's strap, describing it as super chewy and hard, like a really tough piece of styrofoam. And the only thing he admitted to feeling afterwards was powerful. Meanwhile, there's a detailed written account from a Catholic high school newspaper circa 2016 documenting one student's experience boiling and eating two bites of a crock with some salt, pepper, olive oil, and sriracha. Two of his classmates dug in as well. The crock, he reports, was surprisingly soft and buttery when they cut into it, and it didn't taste too bad, but the texture made it physically tough to get down. The student journalist Gunnar Lundberg wrote, the small piece of foam sat in my esophagus for what seemed like hours, and I could feel it uncomfortably lingering whenever I swallowed. In conclusion, crocs may be non-toxic, but that definitely does not translate into them being edible. If you're ever stranded on a desert island with a friend and crocs appear to be your only food source, take my advice. Eat your friend before you eat your crocs. End quote. Knapp followed up with Lundberg this year, and he confirmed that he didn't have any noticeable digestive discomfort afterwards, and that that bite of croc was never seen or heard from again, quote, unless it's still in me, end quote. And on that ominous note, I'll wrap this segment up with a disclaimer that neither me nor anyone at Ride Home Media is endorsing or encouraging the eating of Crocs, NyQuil braised chicken, or any other off-label delicacies. My 10-year college reunion is coming up, and yet I still, sometimes, have dreams where I am back in school and something stressful, frustrating, or downright embarrassing is happening. Such dreams especially seem to take place in the building of my elementary school, but with a cast of characters from high school. And based on Google searches, anecdotal discussions, and a recent Atlantic article by Kelly Conaboy, I am far from alone. For some reason, plenty of adults continue to have stress dreams about school, even when it's been decades since they set foot in a classroom. But why? Quoting The Atlantic, Deirdre Barrett, a dream researcher at Harvard University and the author of Pandemic Dreams and the Committee of Sleep, explained that these dreams tend to pop up when the dreamer is anxious in waking life, particularly about being evaluated by an authority figure. She's found that people who wanted to act or play music at an early age tend to experience anxiety dreams not about school, but about auditions. In their youth, that was where they interacted with the authority figures who could most easily crush them. 
In each of these dream scenarios, we revisit the space where we first experienced success or failure based on our performance, end quote. Which adds up for me, someone who's been acting on stage since he was a small child. Far more frequently than dreaming about not having studied for a test, I have dreams about opening night of a show coming and me not having memorized my lines or rehearsed any scenes. I also have a lot of dreams about going on trips or showing up for conferences completely unprepared, but that might just be regular old work stress dreams without the symbolism of childhood. Those dreams could be, however, part of my mind trying to process new experiences and challenges. Conaboy also spoke to Jane Teresa Anderson, a dream analyst who shared, quoting Conaboy in The Atlantic, Although science is undecided about the exact purpose of dreams, Anderson believes that dreams are the result of your mind attempting to process memories, both conscious and unconscious. Aspects of your past might come up in a dream to help you categorize new experiences, even if you aren't conscious of the connection. And maybe, as Anderson put it, wake up with a newly shifted mindset. What might be behind that dream scenario that you've picked out, being back at school and having to take the final, she told me, is feeling tested in life, feeling that you have to respond to other people's expectations, and feeling that I'm not meeting those expectations, so you think back to school, end quote. Like Barrett, she points to school as often being where the foundations of our beliefs get set. The first time that we experience big emotions like humiliation, stress, inadequacy, heartache, Often, they all happen when we're at school. Anderson has an important takeaway, though. In your dreams, when you're back at school and failing or being embarrassed in some way, part of the conflict is likely that you don't know how to handle the situation, or you messed up, which resulted in you being in that situation to begin with, or you wake up before the conflict is resolved. As you acknowledge that the dream may have come from a place of stress about some other conflict going on in your life, also try to acknowledge that you are not the same person you were when you were 15 or 10 or 5. You're probably better at rising to challenges and understanding your own self better now than when you were at school. So maybe these anxiety-induced dreams about being back in school can be helpful. They can remind us of the coping strategies, conflict resolution, or work ethic that we have since developed, and nudge us to implement them when we need to. In fact, Barrett hypothesizes that might even be why we get anxiety dreams from a sort of evolutionary standpoint. She told The Atlantic that even though physical survival is not necessarily in question for a lot of people, school does teach us the skills necessary to do well in life, just as authority figures would have taught us how to physically survive in the days of the earliest humans. So, quoting The Atlantic, if feelings of inadequacy prompt you to have an anxiety dream, and if that anxiety dream prompts you to study harder, you might just have a better chance of surviving AP calculus or a big work presentation. That, Barrett said, has an evolutionary purpose, in general, she quickly added, end quote. And the more aware you are of all of this, the more you can make the connection between stress dreams and the real stress in your life, the less they may occur. Anderson even suggests that right after such a dream has occurred, when you're still lying in bed, use your imagination to come up with a better, calmer, more positive ending. It might help change your mindset about whatever real-life challenge you're actually stressed about, too.
You know, this is starting to feel like a canned promotional formula, but it's still kind of getting me stoked each time, despite said enthusiasm being paired with an eye roll. Here's the formula. Beloved movie or TV show from the late 80s to late 90s gets a reboot. Ahead of the reboot premiere date, merch with original designs is brought back, original cast drops all kinds of behind-the-scenes stories you've never heard before, and some part of the set is recreated in a limited-edition Airbnb listing. This time, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus 2 dropped on Disney Plus over the weekend. I haven't watched it yet myself, but I have good reason to believe there will be at least one epic dance number. My good reason is because I almost auditioned to be a background actor in the movie, and the listing asked for moderate dancing experience. Anyways, with the long-awaited sequel now streaming, two lucky fans will also get to stay at a recreated home of the Sanderson sisters on October 20th for just $31. And like all of these franchise-themed retro Airbnbs, it is not actually a contest, it is just first come, first serve. Booking opens on October 12th at 1pm Eastern, so get your clicking fingers ready. The Airbnb itself is a multi-story cottage in Danvers, Massachusetts, the town where most of the Salem witch trial business actually went down. It used to be called Salem Village. Can't imagine why they changed their name. The cottage has been decked out with all kinds of witchy decorations and nods to the original movie's set. Broomsticks, a cauldron, the manual of witchcraft and alchemy, and the black flame candle. Guests will be treated to a tour of Salem and a special screening of the new movie. Airbnb will additionally be making a donation to the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Salem as part of the promotion. And the photos of the cottage do look pretty awesome. If you're a witchy vibe kind of person at all, you might want to try entering. Take a peek at the photos and get all the details at the link in the show notes. But that is going to be it from me for today. This show was produced by Ride Home Media. I'm Jackson Bird, and I will talk to you again tomorrow.